0: ...was the most confused, unhappy, and least productive. I went through a midlife crisis, and the experience was not a pleasant one. Physically, I was overweight, out of shape, sick a great deal, and I smoked two to three packs of cigarettes a day. Vocationally, I was often running either on automatic pilot or on empty i had been teaching psychology for about 15 years and after the initial challenge of learning my subject matter and craft, I found myself just coasting without much challenge or much excitement. Personally, I was usually very busy, throwing my energies at one series of activities after another. In retrospect, this busyness was often a cover for my lack of personal mission and goals. Most bothersome of all, however, was my psychological state of mind. I was becoming increasingly angry, negative, and cynical. For the first time in my life, I didn't like myself much. Then a series of events happened that jolted me out of my negative complacency. I was dramatically reminded of my own mortality when a very close friend in his mid-forties died of a heart attack. All of the research on the type A personality, with their negative cynicism, suddenly took on a new meaning for me. In short, I knew I had to change, and I had to change quickly. Since I had spent most of my adult life in the field of psychology, first as a counselor and then for a much more extended period of time as a professor of psychology, I naturally looked there first for help. I am unhappy to report that traditional psychology was of little help in my own case. In fact, the deterministic nature of several of the major schools of psychology made it easier for me to blame others or external forces for my problems. What I really needed to do was to take responsibility for my own destiny and to gain some sense of internal control over my life. Out of curiosity and a growing sense of desperation, I found myself one day in the self-help section of a large bookstore. I was embarrassed to be there, because in traditional academic circles, much of the self-help field is looked upon with skepticism and suspicion. Concepts like positive mental attitude, for example, are often viewed either as Pollyanna or downright unscientific. I eventually came across a book by Albert Ellis, who was one of the pioneers in cognitive psychology. And since I had at least a working knowledge of cognitive psychology, that was the book I purchased and took home. Cognitive therapies share three fundamental assumptions. First, it's not so much what happens to us, but rather how we think about those events that matters. Second, the reason why many humans get into trouble, in Ellis's words, is because of their nutty, irrational thoughts and beliefs. And third, since the one thing we can all learn to control is our thoughts, our behavior is our responsibility. The assumption of cognitive psychology is that emotional distress is the consequence of maladaptive thoughts and the goal of therapy is to help the client establish more adaptive thought patterns. There is overwhelming evidence now that your thoughts about events can affect your response to those events. To make this fundamental assumption of cognitive therapy more real for people, Albert Ellis uses a model that he calls the ABCs. A is some activating event, what someone or the environment does to us. It's a stimulus. C is the consequence, our feelings and behavior. It's a response. Most of us believe that C, our feelings and behavior, is the direct result of A, what someone did to us. For example, I'm mad because someone else made me mad. Ellis and other cognitive psychologists believe that this is an erroneous and incomplete model of human behavior. While not denying the reality of the stimulus A, they argue persuasively that there's a critically important step between the stimulus A and the response C. That step, or the B in the equation, is your thoughts, self-talk, and beliefs. Consider, for example, the following fantasy. Let's suppose that you went out for lunch today and decided to sit by yourself because you had a hectic morning and just wanted to unwind. As luck would have it, however, a man walked up to your table and asked if he could join you for lunch. You were so surprised that.